don't ants get sick? I have no idea. Because they have little antibodies. That's <laughs> <laughs> so smart. That's a good one. <laughs> antibodies. Hey, it's Robin. And Jared. This is Thank God It's Monday. Well, welcome to Thank God It's Monday. We trust that you are having a good day so far, and um, we are glad you are here. Today, we're going to be discussing or talking about abortion. Yes, we are. And um, I hope that you, before you get into this one that you listened to last week's one, um, it was quite a, a quite a good discussion, and... Um, yeah, I think I think we we enjoyed that one and learned a lot through that as well. Mm. So if you haven't listened to it, give that a listen. And if you want to know what we're doing in season two, give our season two um, intro intro a listen, and um, you'll see where we're going for the rest of season two, which is really cool and really exciting. I think I'm just excited because this week we're also interviewing um, a gangster. We're going out an ex gangster. Ex gangster. We're going out for coffee with an ex gangster. We're gonna chat about his life as a gangster and um yeah so that will be released on the 11th of november on the 11th of november so um you still have time to send in questions Actually, and it's being pushed oh has it been pushed because we've oh uh, yeah so it will be the gangster the ex-gangster podcast will be released on the 18th on the 18th so we're going to release it on the 18th so if you have questions and you'd like some answers from the eyes of ex-gangster, send them through on our Facebook and Instagram pages and um, we'll be sure to ask them for you. Um, but otherwise, mm. should we get into abortion? I think just before we get into abortion, I think it ties into it quite nicely. I've been chatting to some friends and family who has listened to the death penalty podcast and the one thing they almost all of them brought up was they don't understand how someone can be in the position like how a human can decide that another human has to die like the humanity side of things if that makes sense so they are struggling with the whole thing of like how does the judge live with themselves after putting someone to the death penalty how do you take a jury because it's the death penalty is in America, mostly in the Western world. And how do you take a jury of people who you don't know their biases? I'm sure they do some sort of testing and whatever, but you take this group of people who, I mean, if it's a little girl that got raped and murdered and you want to put this person to death, no one's unaffected by that. So it's the whole humanity of it and being unbiased. And yeah, it's just the whole human dignity thing coming in again. And I think that ties in with abortion. Yeah, I think that's, I mean... Jeepers, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be that judge or on the jury. Or the jury. I think uh, just a thought that popped into my head while listening to, listening to that was, I wonder if there's a space then for artificial intelligence. I definitely think there could be, but that just seems so undignified. You're right. You're letting a, a alien in a sense, yeah. <laughs> a computer decide who's dying and living. But I think and maybe that's a, another discussion. I think it's a great topic to talk about that is a really cool discussion um letting artificial intelligence decide what's what's happening to humans with mm. quantum computing and all that sort of stuff with no emotions with no emotions no biases mm. it's Maybe. a good 
it's good to think about as we go into our next topic. It's quite scary to think about, actually. <laughs> That's why we didn't think about it too much <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, um, abortion. Well, I guess a good way to st- start going into it is maybe just discussing what's been happening recently with abortion. And I think that is mostly the whole world is affected by it because it starts topics. And that's mostly what's been happening in America with some states completely wanting to ban abortion and then other states like New York making abortion illegal based on the circumstances until just before birth. Yeah, and I think the reason why we talk about what's happening in the States a lot is because here in South Africa, I think South Africans have a, I don't know, it's almost like a, a crush on the Americans and the politics and <laughs> and the and what's happening there. It's almost like they don't, they want to know what's happening there a lot and kind of be like, oh, well, we can just implement it here in a sense. It is like a learning, well, if America's doing it, we should do it. Type exactly. Thing. Or I think what I think it is, I think it's based off a of fear that South Africans are afraid of being left behind in a sense of like first world trends and that sort of stuff. And it's, it's really interesting because if you think about like when Burger King opened here in South Africa, people lined up for hours, like it's 12 hours. It's happening with Krispy Kreme Krispy at the Kreme is opening up as well. And Starbucks. I people mean, these, go crazy. Yeah, for these American corporations where people are just lining up and especially in South Africa, which is really interesting to me. Um, we're more wanting to lean on what other governments are doing. I think it's I think it's also because we're in a very unique situation where we're third world and fourth and fourth world <laughs> and first world. So like you've got people who are struggling just to make ends meet every day and then you get people who are worried about what's happening in America with abortion and the latest trends and the Kardashians. Like it's a very interesting mix of people. Yeah, so I think the reason why we're talking about abortion is that because there's lots happening in the news, but also in South Africa, there's a lot around it. Mm. So I think it's a good it's a good segue and or meeting point to talk about it. So we are talking about it because of what's because of what's happened in the states has brought it up in South Africa. If that makes sense. So we've listened to and seen what's happening in in the states and almost now mirror imaging it into South Africa because people are talking about it and want to talk about. It. So that's part of the reason why we're going to be talking about this topic. Mm. And also just to to clarify before we get into it, a lot of the stats that we have available is mostly American and a lot of the research done has been from the States and from Europe. And I think in a South African context, it would be slightly different because, I mean, our murder rates are higher, our rape, heights, rapes, uh, our rape rates are higher. Um, so I think it does change things slightly, but I think when you come down to it, it's still the same argument. Yeah. Okay, so... Abortion in South Africa was made legal in February or on February 1st, 1997. So that gives us what, 12 years? 22. 22. Shucks, my maths is off this morning. 22 years um, to kind of say if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I guess. And maybe looking at a purely statistical side yeah. of things. So what are, what are your thoughts on an abortion? Sort of overarching thoughts. My overarching, this is a, a tough one for me because obviously, as, especially as a woman, I think I've thought about it quite a bit. Um, and I can, one, like I've never been in a situation where 
I've had to consider doing it or it's been a consideration. So I think that's needs that needs to be clear. But I can empathize with it and I can understand why people do it. Different circumstances, just being scared, whatever. But I don't think abortion is right. Um, obviously, this is coming from a standpoint where I've done, I've done a lot of research and reading and thinking about it. And I don't personally believe that it's right. But I don't think it should be something that the state... Wait, just leave that out. Wait, wait, you say don't think it's right. What do you want to hear? I don't think it's something that... Um, I think it's like religion. People shouldn't be able to decide for you. Okay, your, so people shouldn't, be... shouldn't be able to dictate your opinion on it. Okay, so it, you shouldn't be told if it's right or wrong. People should decide for themselves. People should decide for themselves and it should be an open discussion where people are able to be honest without judgment. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think with, with most of these topics, I think that's a, a good sort of standing. I don't think, I don't think we should be in a stage where government enforces things on you anyways because I think then we're going to be I don't know uprisings and like I mean that's crazy if you think about it you don't want your government to come and say like okay because you were there on a Tuesday we're culling the the um, population and you need to have an abortion imagine yeah. that that would be culling sp- the population <laughs> <laughs> or, or like you know in China because they had that one child policy yeah which is for me I, I don't know if they still have it I no, don't think so there was too many boys to take it away. Yeah, so I think that just shows the consequences of like a government enforcing something like that. So I, yeah, I agree. I don't think it should ever be enforced from a governmental thing, but I think you're right. It should be something discussed between people. I do, however, think that what happened in New York is very wrong. Okay, so what happened in New York? Where you could circumstantially, you can have an abortion just before birth. So your baby can be, so your baby... <laughs> When you're pregnant, the baby can probably survive. I think it's any like from 24 weeks, the baby can survive outside of the womb. And it's a like if it comes out of the womb, then people consider it a proper baby. Um, but people are allowed to have abortions in New York until just before birth, which is just before nine months. That baby, even if it's born at eight months, would be able to survive, but you're able to abort it. And I think that is, I think that's extremely wrong. Like, even if, because people are getting abortions based on depression or finances or, and I understand if you're depressed, like you're going to struggle with a child, but if you're eight months pregnant and you decide then to have an abortion, you need to deal with your consequences. Like you've had eight months to make, or seven months to make that decision. Okay. So now what happens if that child born eight months or going full term and the mother actually is now, we're saying that the mother can't abort it and gives birth to it. And that child is now born into a family where it is a broken family, in a sense, and almost becomes a victim of that birth. So I am saying, like, if the child is born and is into a broken family and becomes a victim of the birth and is basically, in a sense, unwanted and is raised in that unwanted sort of thing, like how... What is, what is, would that, would it have been better for that child to be aborted or would it have been better for that child to be born? You see, this is where it's so tough and that's such a great, it's such a good point. Um, 
It's like saying, would it be better for a child not to be born or being born in complete poverty or in like in South Africa in the Cape Flats where a stray bullet can hit the child? It's so difficult, but I don't think it's your, you shouldn't dictate, you can't dictate life. And you can't, if you're going to like with the death penalty, if you're, I just don't know if you can dictate that life. I don't know if you can dictate, well, because I mean, at eight months old, that child can feel it has emotions it can feel pain Mm -hmm. why would you want to put anything through that even if like I don't know like what's as a woman I don't know how you would be able to do that no matter how bad your situation is I don't know how you would be able to do that yeah I think that's I mean for me obviously coming from a male perspective I, I don't have that sort of wiring to think of it in that way like for me, thinking of it, okay, you're bringing it up in an unwanted family, in a sense, you, the kids, the kid is unwanted. I mean, statistics show that if you're if you're born into an unwanted sort of family, you are like, I think it's like three times more likely to be arrested, three times more likely to not finish school, you know. So um, there was a, a very, very interesting study that happened in the States um, in, started in 1996 and the paper was released in 2001. And these economists looked at the fact of the falling um, crime rate. So in the 1960s, there was this huge like rise in crime, in violent crime, killings and murders in the States. And in, in not just in certain areas, but throughout the whole of, whole of the States. And right after... Um, Roe v. Wade was decided for like the next 10 years after that, the crime started to fall or 10, 20 years, crime started to fall. And so these guys are looking at it and they're like, what, what is like an option for like the crime falling? So they looked at the, the sort of, you know, general options of like better policing. Okay. Yes. It makes a difference. More police on the roads and around. Yes. They, but it was like only for like 30% or 40% sort of calculation of the reason. Um, Interestingly enough, in their, in their studies, the death penalty did not deter crime. So choosing to see where the, that there was a capital punishment didn't deter people doing crime, you know, in a sense. So they, they checked these like sort of like generic ones off. And then the guy had this thought, he's like, what happens if abortion actually helped to bring the crime rate down? And so he was like, no, 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 this is a... This is, this is way or like coming out of the wrong side. There's absolutely no ways. And then he started thinking about it a bit more. And um, he came across this unwanted study, unwantedness study. And so what he was saying is that, that if you are unwanted as a child, you are more likely to commit crime. You're more likely to not have a good education. You're more likely to fall out of school. You're more likely to be involved in um, violent crimes, you're more likely to end up in prison. That is what it's saying. And so he he went and like compared the statistics and it was basically from Roe v. Wade, more and more unwanted children are getting aborted. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that unwantedness leads to high crime, high like fall out of school, high not finishing education, Hi, whatever, you know. And so you're saying unwantedness leads to, to crime, but abortion leads to less unwantedness. So therefore abortion 
leads to less crime. Sure. And and it was it was a fascinating read because for me it was like that is shocking. How can you ever think of that? Because it almost almost makes your decision on two folds. It's like it's not just not just for the child, but it's for the society as well. Yeah. And and I mean, there's his his paper was his paper was heavily scrutinized. It actually he came out as um, on the news articles. People said, "Oh no, this is absolutely rubbish." And then somebody pointed out one of his um, tables, and I think it was table seven. And they said, "This is wrong. Your table seven's wrong." And he looked back at it, and he's like, "Oh my goodness, it's wrong." And table seven was like really punting for their, their numbers and statistics. And so then they had a whole bunch of people relook at it and rework the maths and it actually it was wrong but now when they redid it correctly it actually reinforced their study even more wow. so what he was saying was that because of the roe v wade so for instance <coughs> they took it state by state so in minnesota in 1972 the abortion was illegal in a, in minnesota in 1973 it became sort of, I think towards the end, became illegal because of Roe v. or became legal because of Roe v. Wade. And so they were able to take numbers of kids and ages from those sort of like clear-cut things so 1974, 1975, 1976, and see where they ended up. And the crime rate started to fall after that abortion became, became legal because unwantedness became less. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's now, that's going into a whole different discussion of the psychology behind it, which is really interesting. Yeah, I'm a little bit, I need to, I need to process that. That's quite intense. So I think from like, it's quite hard because <coughs> he was, he was really shocked at it because he thought, no, this is like a, a really, there's no, absolutely no ways. There's absolutely no ways. So he, he spent three weeks studying this and he couldn't, he just, he said it couldn't, it didn't line up in his head. It didn't make sense. And he put it aside. And um, then he spoke to another professor that he, they chat to. And he's like, he said, he has an idea. He said, I have an idea. What about abortion making crime rates fall? And he's like, no ways. I spent three weeks looking into this. And he's like, it's absolutely rubbish. And this other professor brought up the unwantedness sort of thing. So, I think if we like for me it is it's it's really tough to think about because if we actually if abortion is bringing less and less unwanted kids into society I think that's a good thing. It is a good thing, but here here's my argument or my counterpoint to this. Like the unwantedness thing makes a whole bunch of sense, like to society, to the economy, to everything it makes a ton of sense. But Especially in a place like America, like South Africa, I kind of understand a bit more, but especially in Western, like properly first worlds, why is it getting to the point of so many people needing abortions? Like what frustrates me about all of this is that people are using abortion as an, as another means of contraception. And that's where it starts bothering me because you're educated, like you're educated, you're smart. A tiny percentage of abortions is as a result of rape. The rest is all people who have just been reckless they haven't used the right country they haven't used the pill which is so readily available all over the world they haven't used the injection they haven't used condoms they haven't used things that are available right there to them because conscious because abortion is an easy option and that's what annoys me like it should never ever get to that point yeah i think that's i mean that's a that's a really 
I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. Cause I think, I think it's just because of people being reckless, like you said, reckless. And I think it's also just the circumstances people are brought in and education. Mm. I think education is a huge thing. So I think, I think different people are brought up in different lifestyles and brought up in different environments that kind of encourage or discourage certain things. And even through then, you know, one thing leads to another and you have to have an abortion. So I think, I think it's quite, it's quite, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just people are reckless in a sense. <laughs> yeah. And that's that mindset and that mentality. It just, I think that's what gets to me more than the actual act because you could have avoided that. You could have been in a place where you didn't have to make that decision. Like you don't, it's, it's become too easy. But I mean, if you, if you look at it, then what's the difference then between contraception and abortion? Contraception, there's no, life doesn't start forming. So if, if, but if, if you, I'm just thinking now as another perspective, if you are having an abortion and you don't believe that life has started then, you know, life only starts when the heartbeat or whatever, you know. So for them, then it's like, well, life hasn't started yet. What's the point? But the thing is, people, by the time you find the heartbeat starts at about eight weeks. So the, I actually heard this discussion with um, a scientist. And this is uh, this is another thing that frustrates me. People see bacteria on, on Mars and they're like, oh, my word, life exists on Mars. And yeah, then exactly. you have a fetus and they're like, no, that's not, not life. life yet. Anyway, they're chatting to this the scientist and they asked him, what do you consider death? And he was like, in, like in terms of humans and stuff, obviously plants and whatever is different but what is in humans and animals what is death and he was like when the heart starts stops beating and then they were like well then when is life and he was said when the when the heart starts beating and that is a, that's at like eight weeks in pregnancy and people are generally only finding out that they're pregnant between six and eight weeks which means that there's already a heartbeat mm-hmm. so this brings in the definition of when you think the baby is life and when life starts, I guess, at con- at conception, at the heartbeats or mm. when the baby is born. <clears throat> but I still think it's such a, it's almost such a gray area that we can avoid having this discussion if you just do like take contraception. Yeah. Like it's such a simple solution mm. to such a hectic contraception. Um, abortion should never be a contraception. Like it's expensive to the States. It's expensive to you. Mm. Like just mm. popping a pill every day is much cheaper. Yeah. No, I mean it, that you're right. It is. But I, I, I honestly, I don't know what leads to why people just avoid it. When terms contraception, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one thing that that's, that's one thing about the whole abortion debate that really, really frustrates me. Um, it'll, I be, think. it'll be interesting to know what are the numbers of pe- where people know what they're going through and then only afterwards when it like hits them be like oh shucks I can't bring up this child so what do you mean so for instance they, they are aware that they're not using contraception mm. and then fall pregnant and then because they're like oh what are the chances and then be like oh shucks mm. then it hits them so I think that would be a, a really large number of of abortions. Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, with so much information and so much, like, yeah, information, re- like, right, readily available, 
it's very hard for me to say that you didn't know what you're doing, you know? Like, you know what happens when you have unprotected sex. Yeah. So I think, I think, but for me still, like, if that, if that lady now realizes that she's pregnant and she knows that she can't bring that child up in a good, in a good home, what, what, what's, why is it a bad thing? Because it's bringing one less unwanted person into the world. I understand that, but like, we live in a world where people don't want to deal with the consequences of their decisions. And this is a perfect example of it. Um, like, I understand that poor, like, honestly, my heart breaks for the children that grow up in hot, unwanted situations or they end up in the foster system and they just never get adopted and stuff. Like, it's horrible. It's, it's really, really horrible. But there has to be a point where people take responsibility for their actions. Mm. And a part of that is if you know you're going to have sex, make sure that it's protected sex. Like, mm. it's just that simple. Mm. In South Africa, I kind of understand it because... I've spoken to girls where they didn't even know what, they don't know that sex leads to pregnancy. They don't know that because education has failed them and it's still a thing you don't discuss in traditional households. So that I kind of understand. But in. Yeah, it's almost like a stigma around it that you don't talk about. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, you're in America and even in South Africa now, the way sex education is going, people do know. Mm. People mm. are aware. Mm. And. Yeah, you just need to take responsibility for your actions. Totally. I think, I think we need to, like, for me, I th I, I'm struggling with this because it's this whole unwanted thing because it's huge. It is huge and it, it and has impacts everywhere. It every affects every part of life and will affect you growing up and your whole way that you look at life, you know. So I think, I think maybe abortion is an option, but I think also maybe to raise up more families in in sort of a a way that you can be a a parent to an unwanted child you know so almost like fostering unwanted children mm, so like creating creating a a fam a, a sort of a culture of of oh we want we need you we want you to be involved in our family we want you to be like a child we want mm. you know it's like sort of thing and i think there's lots of those families out there but i think i think almost create a a wanted culture. I know. I see what you mean. This is where community is so important. Cause I know in the African cultures, like how many times have we had a domestic work or I don't know about you, but we've had domestic workers where they can't give the children, their children, the attention they need. So the children go live with the grandparents in the Eastern Cape or KwaZulu Natal or wherever it is. And the grandparents raise the kids and give them love and food and whatever while the parents work in big cities and then send the money back. It's not the ideal situation, but it's just an example of community, like you were saying, coming together and creating a wanted society as opposed to an unwanted society. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's it's a it's something that we need to look at. Why are we creating a sort of unwanted society? Why is it now saying Oh, now you have a child and it becomes a burden instead of a like a, a good thing. I think this is where our society, we've become so selfish and self-focused. Um, everything's about, well, how can this benefit me? Um, it's the whole love yourself and the whole YOLO and it's... Live your best life. Live your best life. And it's all about me. Mm -hmm. It's not about your community. It's not about other people. And that is wrong. Yeah, so I think, yeah, in wrapping up, I think 
I'm, I'm kind of, I can see this whole thing of avoiding unwanted children, which is for me is it's this tug of like, what do I think about abortion? And then looking at this unwantedness and I'm like, at the moment, it's kind of weighing it out, like unwantedness, reducing unwantedness. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I was asking about when South Africa legalized abortion is that because it took them, it needed like 20, 20 years for this cycle to happen in the States of Roe v. Wade. And now we are close to 20 years of abortion being legalized. So I'm interested to see where our statistics in South Africa are going to go because abortion is is legal in South Africa. It's quite easily accessed. Yeah, there are some really dodgy things with like people using hangers and like that sort of stuff, which is obviously not ideal. But it'll be interesting to see where where the statistics go mm. in these next couple of years because it's now we're almost at that point where where the states were. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where they were able to look at the statistics and see, and to see if it, if it matches up. Cause I'm not too sure. Cause I think, cause I mean, it'd be almost now is the tipping point where the crime rate should go up or down. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at what's happening right now, it's almost gone up like with the murder rates, but I mean, it is, I don't know if you found any papers or anything on that, but if you guys know of any papers out there that actually speak about this and people have started doing research, Please send it through to us. It would be really, really interesting to in read. In the South African context. In South Africa, yeah. Yeah, in the South African context. Yeah, I think I think in conclusion, from my side, I think it's important to note, like, I don't know, what is... Yeah, I think it's important that we have these discussions and talk about it. Like, the unwantedness, I've, I've never even thought about that. And now I'm going to go think about that. But I think it's also important that we create a culture of taking responsibility and prevention is better than cure, you know? So like taking that whole mindset and being like, how do I make sure that my lifestyle is responsible? Like, yes, go out, have fun if that's what you want to do, but be responsible about it. I think that's really important. Yeah. Almost acknowledge the consequences that can come. Yes. And try and avoid them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so let us let us know your thoughts on abortion. Let us know your experiences on abortion um, or around abortion. And um, yeah, these are just some of the things that came up in our preparation. And we hope that you are able to take this and think about it for yourself. And I definitely think we should post that paper on the unwantedness because I definitely want to go read it now. Yeah, we will. We will definitely share that that paper and. Um, I actually listened to a couple of podcasts about it. We'll put that up there as well. And um, yeah, so from us, have a great Monday. Have a great week. <laughs> and um, we will see you next Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click on the share button or take a screenshot and share it on your socials. Thank God It's Monday is a platform where we're calling our nation to rise up, live deeper and love radically. 